Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools on the internet, including up-to-date projections for the short-term and the long-term, and even Dynasty Leagues, all available on HashtagBasketball.com. Go check them out. I am your host. Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, I have another question for you. Always with the, always with the questions. You got a lot of questions. You're a curious guy, Tyler. Uh, what, what is this question? What is this question? What could it be? Okay, so now this is going to be on the spot, and I'm not sure you're going to be able to answer this, but I have a good answer for you. Hmm. Okay, you are building your ultimate 2K starting five. Okay. Okay. Now, you can't have everybody who's amazing, right? Because that's not going to work out, and they're all going to hate each other, okay? That's fair. That's fair. So you got to have some continuity in this group. You got to have five players you really enjoy playing with and watching. Okay, so who is going to be Mike's 2K starting five? Oh, man, that's that's like an impossible impossible question. Um, I 100% go with Steph Curry. Because he's just fun. I like having a, a point guard who's got moves, who can shoot threes, who you basically can run everything through. So, like, it's Steph Curry for sure. Um, I'm going to treat this as, like, a kind of a, you know, like, fancy fancy basketball. You can't have a bunch of first-round players. So, I think in my second round, I want someone who's going to be super versatile, a super versatile big. I'm going to go with Joel Embiid. He can do it all. He can rebound. He can block shots. Uh, and then you can step him back and have him take the occasional three. I like that a lot. Um, this is 2K. So you got to get another. Just keep getting three-point shooters and just keep uh, just shooting threes for the entirety of the game. Uh, just like regular NBA, actually. So I'll probably go with someone like Bradley Beal. And then I don't want this team to be like too terrible. So, like, if I could maybe get, like, Oladipo and, mm, you know, maybe, like, Bob Covington. See, now you it's nailed like a, it. You nailed it with Steph Curry, but you went all wrong after that. What? All wrong. All how wrong. Dare, how dare you? Okay. So you got, st- you got Steph Curry to play the point. Okay. Yeah. Shooting guard, you got to take Devin Booker. Oh, that's okay. I'm okay with that. I think Bradley Beal, Dem Booker. That's I think that's comparable. Okay. Then at small forward, you got to have Luka Doncic. Okay, because uh, here we go. He's not a top player. Okay, so this is kind of where you lost the boat. But see, that's have- where I got Bob Covington locking Doncic down. Yeah, but see, I'm gonna play Doncic's defense as a power forward. Okay, because he's my. I, I know how my- to do the advanced coaching settings. Yeah, much better defender, okay? So, now I need two more guys, okay? I got Rudy Gobert in the middle, protecting the rim. I like okay. Rudy Gobert. He's a big right. guy. I like him. See, but he's not hes not versatile offensively. Uh, but see, I'm going to be running them pick and rolls on you like crazy, and you're not going to be able to stop it. Yeah, but he can't pick and pop, and that's what I, I, I want to see from my bigs. Okay, so now there's only one answer for who's the power forward on this team, Mike. Let's hear it. You got it? 
Uh, no. Who who do you have? Like, I didn't want to pick a top guy, though. You know, I thought that was cheating. Well, I got my top guy already, so I can't have another top guy. So who's my power forward? Come on. Well, Marcus Aldridge. No. Hmm. Who is it? Come on, you gotta guess. This is De- only Demontis Sabonis. Dude, he's a center, man. He, you can play him at four. Dude, he he might be on my bench unit. You know who's he just, my? He just come in, get buckets, get buckets. Well, my favorite four to play with is Larry Marketing. Dude, all right, all right, that's fair. That's fair. He would he actually is. be a, a very good fit in my lineup. Yeah, if you if you do Larry Markin right, he he's actually pretty good at, on two K. Okay, yeah, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Okay, no. My power forward is one of the most underrated players in the NBA, and he was a very underrated player by ESPN and Fantasy. Taj Gibson? No. It, it's Paul George. You're going to put Paul George at four? Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, but he's like a top player. Dude, he was the number 34th ranked player by ESPN. That's this year. brutal. That's brutal. That is tough. Dude, tell me that's tell me that lineup's getting beat by anybody in two K. Mm, no, probably not. It's a pretty good one. I like that a lot. Um, you know, I still like Embiid over Gobert there, but that's a pretty good lineup. I like that, Tyler. Yeah, but see, if I have Embiid, I can't have Paul George, and I want Paul George's amazing shooting and defending abilities. Ah, see, that's 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 a smart move because you can make him um, defend up or down, which is nice. Yeah, see, versatility pays off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just switch everything. Just click switch everything. Make sure you're switching everything. Play real NBA basketball. Just shoot threes and switch everything. I guess the NBA has just turned into 2K, pretty much. Dude, 2K is fun. 2K is the best. Um, if you guys want to play us in 2K, I, I would recommend not because I don't want to get – I don't want. I don't need any more losses in my uh, in my weeks. Um, I don't need to lose at Fantasy and 2K. But if you're interested, find us on Twitter. I'm at Watch the Boxes. Tyler's at Tyler P. Watts. Tyler, let's talk about some of these guys out there that we are trying to sell high with. Um, there are quite a few overachievers out there. Uh, kind of, It's been a weird few weeks because these are – names that i never thought i would be like oh man you gotta you gotta sell high on this guy you gotta do it 100 gotta do it and the the one that surprised me probably the most i don't know if this is the most because i like this guy um thad young one of my favorite late round picks uh always suspiciously good at steals uh everyone always forgets about old thad young and thad young <laughs> just Having himself a couple um, absurd weeks here, um, he had a 25-11 and five-steal game. Throw, throw in a block on that. Um, he is currently, over the last month, a top 50 player. Often uh, he is ranked right around that uh, 75 to 100 plateau. He's somewhere usually in there. And due to his minutes per game this season, uh, is 108 per game in a nine cat roto league. Tyler, uh, do you do you really think you could sell you could sell high on Thad Young? Like, who do you think you can get for him? Well, here's the reason I put him 
on this list, and this is maybe to make a more broad overarching point than to talk a ton about Thad Young. Okay, so the whole thing about Thad Young, when I and I told some people to pick him right around that hundred mark, just like you did, right? Where we've been big fans of Thad Young for a while, and he's only thirty, and he was performing poorly, and everyone was, oh, I'm gonna drop Thad Young. He's so bad. He's so bad. And then we literally have seen like two weeks of good production and his numbers are right back up to where we thought they'd be. And I think the important thing to remember about some of these guys, especially some of these guys ranked right around that hundred mark is the value often comes in spurts, right? That they're hot and then they have a good couple weeks and then they have a bad couple weeks and then they maybe have a bad month and then they have a good couple weeks and a bad couple weeks. We talk about this with Robert Covington, probably more than any player, right? He's very, up and down he rides the roller coaster all season and that's what you should expect from these guys at the tail end of standard league value and what you got to try to do is maximize the goodness and then move on and try to find somebody else um so right now you want to trade away thad young and take another player who's performing poorly and then hope to catch his hot streak and if you do that, you can kind of really create a kind of hybrid player that ends up being a top 50 player. And you, it was really three players who you just rode their hot streaks. Yeah, and that's actually super key in uh, Roto Leagues where quality starts are the most important thing uh, about a Roto League. And if you can get a, a bunch of good quality starts out of Thad Young, sell him when he's high, get a bunch of another quality starts out of the next guy who's a little bit better uh maybe you had to deal with some of his downs and ups but you end up selling him high too and that now you've upgraded like you know to, out of that 100 level plateau all the way into like the 50 uh, 60 range and now you're every night you're getting somebody who's a 50 60 type of guy well that's that's how you win a league like that's that's really really smart um and then i think a lot of people f- forget that like guys like that young out of nowhere will have these like two to three weeks that are really really solid and uh there are some of those guys in those hundred ranges who come out of nowhere and have a couple good weeks and i I actually think it's most of them there's only a few players out there who are like yeah like even like marvin williams has his occasional uh big bump you know everybody but uh andrew wiggins andrew wiggins is always trash so everybody in that range other than andrew wiggins uh will have a couple weeks where they are suddenly a top 50 player. You ever see Wolves fans make Andrew Wiggins trades like on the trade machine? Oh my God. It's must be the most, de- it's gotta be like the second most depressing thing outside of a Jim Boylan practice. Dude, what's crazy about it is like, if you, if you ever catch them, they're either like they trade Andrew Wiggins for someone that you're like, man, Andrew Wiggins has got to be able to net you more than that. Or they're like trading Andrew Wiggins for like a superstar. It's never like a player that you're like, oh, I could right. see him trading Andrew Wiggins for that. Like, Andrew Wiggins for Oladipo and and like a and a Darren Collison. It's like what? Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you? Or it's like let's trade Andrew Wiggins for Rudy Gay. Yeah, and they're like, wait, what? Like I don't understand why you do that. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if Minnesota could get Noah Vonley back for Andrew Wiggins actually. That's how bad that situation is. I don't know, man. NBA trades get crazy. Like, I always think, oh, man, that guy can't be worth that much, and then someone trades for him. 
and actually pays a relatively hefty price. Yeah, remember what what, what did we say? Uh, was that Mozgov's untradeable contract? He's been traded like five times in the last two years. Yeah, so you know it happens. There you go. It it does happen. So, so somehow, a absurdly large, terrible contract became a trade ship. There's only one contract that can't be traded. John Wall. No, dude, someone will buy John Wall. Exactly. Like if they really, if they really want to trade, even Levine, right? Because like those guys are playing. The guys Chandler Parsons. Oh, yep, that is the correct answer. That is sad, um, and I don't even want to go near that one. That is way too depressing. It's um, second most depressing behind Marco Fultz storyline. Let's talk about another sell high guy. Another uh, surprise name on this list, Tyler. But this player has been having a very good year. Uh, this is definitely one of the preseason suggestions that you were on. Um, I think I was a little lukewarm on this. You were you were hot on it. Uh, Cody Zeller is currently, per game, in a 9-cat Roto League, the 86th ranked player. Just doing doing nice things across the board. Not doing anything spectacular, but doing some nice things across the board. And over the last few weeks has been uh, scoring a lot more, getting uh, extra blocks in there, and uh, bumping his his uh, value up. And, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you. If you can get something for Cody Zeller, I think you should do it. Yeah, and the, the thing about Cody Zeller is he's always a little bit underrated and and I think that's maybe why it's worth putting him on this list is, you know, Cody Zeller this year in 25 minutes a game is getting 0.8 steals and 0.8 blocks on great efficiency, right? He's shooting 58% from the field and 86% on free throws. Now the free throws might drop down a little bit, but I think people miss the boat on Cody Zeller, especially for streaming, right? Like he's going to get you some decent steals and blocks. He's going to chip in like 10 points on some pretty good efficiency. He's going to get you like six rebounds. And he's going to get you a couple assists. Like that's valuable even in standard leagues to stream, especially on light schedule days and just get a little bit of boost in kind of every category. And obviously he doesn't shoot three. So that's the one area he's not going to help you, but man, if I could get Cody Zeller and just use him as a stream option, that'd be great. Um, he's not really owned in that many leagues, so maybe this one isn't so much a sell high. It's just uh, maybe keep a closer eye on Cody Zeller. Yeah, if you're in a if you're in a bigger league or a deeper league, I think this is uh, someone you can look at and go, "All right, Cody Zeller, everybody, like he's playing really well." And people in deeper leagues would know Cody Zeller usually is uh, very effective, a very good across the board fancy player. Those those numbers add up, um, even in a standard league when you're in a head to head league. We always talk about this when we talk about looking at the week ahead. Three games, four games a week out of Charlotte means, you know, 40 points and 40 rebounds and five-some blocks uh, and maybe even five-some steals out of Cody Zeller. And over that time period, those just chipping away, that adds up, and it can that little bit can win your week. Um, I mean, on, and quite frankly, in some weeks where superstars are only playing two games, Cody Zeller could actually have a better week than them. Yeah, and it gets crazy if you actually break the numbers down of 
how quickly like even a top 50 player can fall behind Cody Zeller when Cody Zeller is playing four times and that player is only playing twice. Yeah, and that's why you know you got to pay attention to players who do just a little bit of everything, um, and Cody Zeller is one of them. And so, yeah, shout out to Cody Zeller. This is just the Cody Zeller Love Fest podcast. You're joining us right in the middle of it. Uh, the next player on this sell high list here that you have, Tyler, is Mike Connolly. Mike Connolly having a very, very nice uh, season, um, scoring quite a bit. Currently ranked, I believe, in a nine-cat roto league, 27th per game, and is got his field goal percentage of just a little bit, scoring a lot, getting some blocks for some reason. That's that's surprising. And um, basically, he's he's playing probably not. I wouldn't say out of his mind, but playing at the top end of his like expected bell curve. And that is always a time to sell high. No doubt, and he's playing thirty-four minutes a game, which you gotta think Memphis is gonna want to scale that back a little bit. Question mark. Also, when was the last time Mike Connolly was healthy for an entire season? Question mark. So both of those things flag my interest. He played 80 games in 2012, 2013, Mike. Don't hate on him. Super unrelevant. Um, Yeah, and the other thing to say about Mike Conley is, I mean, you mentioned it. He has 13 blocks this season. Um, In the last five years, his career, his season high in blocks was 19. So he's basically got probably all the blocks he's going to get this season. Um. The assists are up a little bit. The rebounding's up a little bit. The steals are up a little bit. You know, the points are up a little bit. Like, everything's just kind of trending a little higher than it should be. And another thing to worry about is this heel, Achilles, whatever that injury ended up being last year, kind of took away his three-point shooting. Like, he's only shooting 33.9% on threes this year, and it doesn't seem to be trending up. So... Um, you know, there's a kind of a knock on, on Mike Conley. And, yeah, I think Mike Conley is not a top 25 player. So if you can sell him right now for even the top 30 player, I'd like to do that. I think he probably falls more in that 40 to 50 range for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think this is uh, kind of a, a a fairly straightforward. This is as good as this guy's going to play. And the, be- the best case scenario is that he plays this well the rest of the season. And chances are everything reverts back to the mean. And, you know, the points go down, the minutes go down, the, uh, you know, the blocks definitely go down. And even the assists probably go down just a little bit. And then you're stuck with a guy who's at the end of those, uh, of that third tier instead of a guy who's kind of hanging around in the second tier of players. So if you can find a second tier player for Mike Connolly, you should definitely go for it. And I just, you know, I'm scared of that injury. So you might have to take an injury penalty by trading him away, but I'd rather take an injury penalty on the trade instead of an injury penalty with Mike Connolly on my roster and just on my IR for the rest of the year. So just be aware that you, you should probably move Mike Connolly. Next up, we've talked about this guy quite a bit over the last few days. Julius Irving Randall, Orange Julius 
is playing out of his damn mind. He's just 20 and 18 every single night. They get a 37 point game, which, uh, what, what is that about? Where, how did 30, how did he pull 37 points out of his ass? We often talk bad about Julius Randle's fantasy game, but I will say, like, he is having himself a very, very nice season. He's taken a little bit of a step up. He's over the last few weeks approaching that one 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 that we always we always covet, but he always ends up being a half a half a half steel block three pointer guy. That is his actual fate, it seems. And those three pointers, like they're up, right? They're up from his normal career, and so is everything else. So Tyler, like, what what do you think you can get for Julius Randle? I think we all know he's playing out of his mind, but like, you know. What do you think you can get for him considering uh, like a, an average player will see those points and rebounds and they'll be like, ooh, boy, 20 and 10, sign me up. Well, we talk about this a lot too, right? He's usually a little bit overvalued. And so the fact that he's usually overvalued in drafts and now he's playing really well, I think you can probably get some really good value. And I'm going to aim high, man. I see this guy getting picked in the top 50 rather frequently, and I don't think he's a top 50 player. So, you know, if I can get somebody in that 30, 40 range, you know, looking at Randall's numbers going, dude, I can get 20 points and 10 rebounds. It's going to be great for my team. I'm definitely going to do that. And and that's always the first thing is I just send out some feeler offers to teams. Hey, I'm looking to trade Julius Randall, and maybe I start with, you know, I don't know, any top 50 player. And, you know, I kind of go from there. Maybe I say, you know, Victor Oladipo, he's not been playing great. Or maybe I start with a guy like Robert Covington, who's had a down couple weeks, Donovan Mitchell. And I just send out the offers and see what I can reel in. Yeah, I like that. Um, He is always overvalued. And I I don't know if it's like the Laker wear off or just the 20 and 10 a night. Uh, But the one thing you do have to kind of caution with trading away – someone like Julius Randle is even though you look at the rest of his fantasy game and it's pretty mediocre, um, 20 points is hard to find. And so if you, if, if Julius Randle is propping up your team in points, uh, you might have to switch to in a completely like punt point strategy. Uh, you're not going to get 20 points back really hardly from anyone out there. Uh, I think for Julius Randle, but you know, points are out. The points are out there on the waivers. You know, like I, I, it's nothing to worry about too much. But you definitely want to make sure you're paying attention to like, oh yeah, like you're twenty and ten, especially ten rebounds. That's even harder to find. So you do want to make sure you are Ooh, okay uh, contemplating what that is going to do to your team when you do sell Julius Randle. Let's play the game, Michael. You ready for this? Oh boy, let's let's do it. How many players in the NBA, as of, I'm assuming this was as of the 19th, I'm assuming the stats, actually probably of the 18th. I don't know if the 19th stats are in here yet. So of December, let's say December 18th, just for fun. Okay. Okay. How many players are averaging over 19 points a game? 19 points a game. Okay. So like, I feel like every, let's just say every team has someone who's scoring 20 points a game almost so let's say i'm gonna say 25 and then i'm gonna add, i'm gonna say like 20 20 25 yeah i'm gonna say 25 
There are fair. exactly 30. Wow. I was actually pretty close. So every team basically now obviously it doesn't work out that way because like Russell Westbrook and Paul George are, are both in there. So um, it doesn't work out that every team has a guy scoring that. Okay, so how many players are scoring more than 18 points a game? Mm, probably only like uh, like eight more. 41, so 11 more. Oh, so 11 more. Okay, so th- there you go. Now you're starting to go down that list. But here's the reality. Like, we say that points are super hard to come by, okay? So, obviously, the list features the, the usual LeBron and KD and James Harden and Anthony Davis, okay? But the list of 20-point scorers includes the following names. Zach Levine. Burr. CJ McCollum. Wow. Good for Tobias CJ. Harris. Props to Tobias for having a great year. Tim Hardaway Jr. What? Nikola Vucevic. What? Mike Conley. Okay. Yeah. And then if you, if you drop down to 19 points, the list includes Buddy Heald, Julius Randle, Danilo Gallinari. What? And then if you drop down to 18, there's players like Josh Richardson, Derek Rose, TJ Warren. D. Rose. Kyle Kuzma, D'Angelo Russell, wow. JJ Redick. So, you know, it, it's one thing to say points are hard to come by, and it's not – completely false, but there are plenty of not that highly ranked fantasy players who are scoring 18 points a game. Yeah. I mean, Harrison, Harrison Barnes is on that list. I think you, know you just want to make sure you pay attention when you do give someone up who's 20 and 10 a night that you're going to have to make up for a 20 and 10 deficit. So if you can, if you can afford that, feel free. Uh, but yeah. when, when we do talk about elite points, it's usually that 25 plus feel. Or so the extra five points a game is is a big deal. Oh yeah, and I mean if you look at guys scoring more than twenty five points a game, yeah, I mean you can guess how many guys scoring more than twenty five a game. Uh, I'm gonna say like eight. There are nine, and then both Kemba Walker and Paul George are averaging twenty four point nine. So basically, depending on what happens on any given night, there can be as many as eleven or as few as nine. There you go. So. Those are the elites of the elites, for sure. Well, and you, I mean, you look at it in the standard league, like one team doesn't get one. Assuming that every team has one, one team doesn't even have a guy who's scoring 25 points a game. Yes. That's where you got to make it up for it. But, yeah, I'm with you with Julius Randle. You got, I think you got to move him as a, a premier sell-high candidate. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that Rudy Gay is a sell-high candidate out there. Uh, but I want to shout out to Rudy Gay. Like, way to way to perform. Like, way to way to be like carrying your team. It's it's incredible to see Rudy Gay. I never thought I'd see throw back the clock, Rudy Gay. Yeah, thirty two years old and coming off that Achilles injury that most people thought would basically end things for him. And um, he couldn't be more of a sell high though, in the sense that the Spurs don't want him playing the minutes he's been getting a little bit here. He's also shooting fifty two point nine percent. And a massive forty five point eight percent on three pointers this season. Um, yeah, that's probably not sustainable. But you know, shout out to Rudy for being amazing. Absolutely. The last guy on this list that I want to talk about is Kyle Kuzma, uh, who is kind of like a fan. I feel like a fan favorite. I feel like he gets a lot of Twitter buzz. Uh, I feel like even in fantasy circles, people are like, oh, man, Kyle Kuzma's going to be great. Like, Kyle Kuzma's like a young stud. He's going to be awesome fantasy-wise. And uh, he is scoring a ton right now. 
uh, hitting a lot of good threes and getting about a steal a game. Uh, but we, it feels like we have a little bit of a like a uh, Julius Randle syndrome going on with uh, Kyle Kuzma, along with the fact that lately he's been playing about thirty four minutes a game. So Tyler, like, uh, like, why are you trying to get rid of Kyle Kuzma? Um, you know, it's just it's simple. The fact that he doesn't get steals and blocks, ding the value. Um, the value is never going to be higher. Too, we've seen Brandon Ingram be out. We've seen the Lakers missing. You know, guys like Rajon Rondo and JaVale McGee, and that's forcing Kuzma to play a little bit more and to have a little bit more of an offensive role. He's also shooting 48% from the field. I just don't really think that's going to stick. Um, and we saw Kuzma, right, in the first half last year be really awesome and then kind of fade down the stretch. I think you're going to see a similar thing this year. Like, Kuzma's great. He's going to score you, like, 16 points a game, and he's going to get you, like, six rebounds and, like, two assists and half a steal and half a block. If that's something you really want, okay. But I think you can definitely get some real good value for Kuzma. I mean, he's the 32nd-ranked player in those short-term rankings we've been talking about. So basically for the last month, he's the 32nd-ranked player. And if I can get a top, even a top 50 player, top 60 player for Kyle Kuzma, I'd love to do that. Yeah, definitely. I think if you can pull that off, uh, you have to. You have to give it your best shot because – uh, Kuzma, just like I, I, I get it. He's playing really incredibly well, but like you said, top, probably top of his bell curve. And you want to play another fun game? I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not a big fan of Kyle Kuzma's fancy game at all. Like I just, even when he plays well, I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, I get it. Uh, yeah, was, let, let me where, hear it. Where was Kyle Kuzma drafted this year? In okay, let's start with the crazy one first. In in ESPN leagues. Oh man, he I mean he was it was pretty late I thought for him, wasn't it? Or am I completely wrong with that? Okay, so he was the 71st ranked player if you look at Fantasy Pros ADP overall. Oh my god. I was going to say like 105. Okay, <laughs> in terrible. Yahoo leagues he was 72nd. What? Yep, he was the 72nd drafted oh, player. Oh yeah, okay, it's coming back to me now. I I can remember some Kyle Kuzma in, nonsense so- going on. So in in CBS he was the ninety first. Go CBS, you you know that one. CBS, good, yeah, good job, maybe. Or most people who play on CBS have no idea who Cal Kuzma is. Okay, so ESPN average draft position on ESPN for the Kuz, pretty high, I bet, because their rankings were an absolute trash pile. Well, if this makes you feel better, Andrew Wiggins was the Andrew Wiggins was one spot ahead of him in ESPN's ADP. <laughs> That's incredible. So what you want to guess? You want to uh, guess the number? Forty-six. Ooh, you were darn close. Fifty-six. Then Andrew Wiggins was fifty-fifth. Uh, man, that Brandon is... Ingram was forty-six. That makes you feel better. It doesn't. It doesn't make me feel better. Um, ESPN, hit us up. We're uh, we're interested in doing a fancy basketball podcast. Jeff Teague. Um, Jeff Teague's ADP on ESPN eighty-second. Gary Harris ninetieth. Jeff Teague has been struggling though, but I think uh, I think we might have left him out. Of, here's a, a bonus buy low, even though this is the sell high uh, for all of you who listened to the buy low podcast last time. Uh, Jeff Teague definitely a buy low candidate. Yeah, Jeff Teague struggling with a shot, and I think the injury thing might have been rearing its ugly head a little bit before he sat out. Um, I think it was good that he sat out a couple games here, and I think once he gets back and healthy, um, he's going to be a top fifty player. I agree. And a little extra bonus for all you listeners out there. I think that is it, Tyler, uh, for tonight. Tyler, do you have anything you want to plug? 
Um, no, not really. You can follow me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. Um, you'll see lots of writing there, I'm sure. Tyler's got a ton of stuff out there. You can follow me at Watch the Boxes. I don't really have a ton of stuff up there, but I will talk shit to you on Twitter uh, as I please. But what I'd really like you to do, if you like the show, rate, review us, whatever you're listening to this to. Tell a friend, tell some people in, in your league. And I know this maybe gives you a, a competitive advantage, but if you become a Patreon subscriber, you will have the competitive advantage because you will get these episodes ahead of the regular listeners. Check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And we only have, I think, one or two spots left in the mid-season listener draft. So if you are looking like a, a dumpster fire yourself at the end of your in the, in the bottom of your shitty redraft league, then you will be excited to know that you can re- have a, a draft, which is the, always you know the most fun part of the season, over your holiday break and start the new year with a brand new team in a brand new listener league, only if you go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes and subscribe. That's it for tonight. We'll see you soon.